The Free For All Roundtable. Round two. Joining us for round two uh, on your smart speaker, News Talk 1010's Jason Agnew and Lagasse Dowson uh, from CTV Radio and also former Liberal MPP and candidate for Mayor Mitzi Hunter. How are you all this morning? Good morning. Good Friday morning to you. Morning. morning. All Good right. morning. Good spring morning here. Well, yeah, exactly. Soon it'll be, that's right, soon we'll be getting out the bathing suits and the sun uh, sunscreen. So uh, the Star, the Toronto Star Editorial Board, sorry for the local reference, uh, Anne, but the Toronto Star Editorial Board uh, has written this morning that it's time to end the freebie junkets for MPs. And I must say, I, I've sort of been aware of these for years, uh, that people went on these trips to Taiwan and all over the place. And, uh, you know, I, I always sort of thought it was weird that we allowed this to begin with, uh, no matter who's paying. Uh, and I would just ask you the question, and I will start with you, and should MPs be banned from accepting these kinds of travel gifts? Absolutely, they should. And uh, I, I, I really, I think it just looks terrible, you know, that, that line that optics are awful. Uh, so, yes, it absolutely should be limited, and it is limited in Ontario, interestingly, but not at the federal level. And I, you mentioned trips to Taiwan. That's a popular destination for freebie trips for MPs, including Pierre Poilievre, who went with his, de- his then fiance who is now his wife, in 2017. So this sponsored travel is absolutely no good. It's uh, travel sometimes proffered by groups that then turn around and lobby the government, like the Center for Israel-Jewish Affairs, uh, the Chinese International Economic Cooperation Association. It's just really not okay. You know, you can't buy influence by paying for people to go on free trips. Yeah, that you know, is just it, not good. It's no offense to any of the people you mentioned. I mean, they do it because they can. And so at the end of the day, and then the MPs accept the uh, the uh, trips because they're able to. So I think this is probably a step forward, Jason, just to say, no, we're going to have more transparency about this. You're not going to be able to do it, and the MPs won't be able to accept it, and it'll be we'll all be much better off. Makes yeah. sense, John. Also, you know, a blanket rule across uh, all levels here to to ban this. And anytime there is a trip taken as well, there's cost to the taxpayer because there has to be some security that goes along with these figures as well. Sometimes. And, you know, the other thing is that uh, they're away from their work. I mean, you, you might argue it's part of their work to be here or there, but uh, they're away from their work. So you're right about that point, too. Mitzi, I'll, I'll move on and talk to you about something else because we've got to keep moving through these things. Uh, today, we have uh, Prime Minister Trudeau and Premier Doug Ford uh, meeting to finalize a health deal uh, with Ontario agreeing in return for some money to hire more doctors and nurses. And I've been saying all morning that I think the, uh, the real proof of the pudding in this will be if people can actually see a difference because they've heard many of these announcements before you've been part of the government of Ontario. It's tough, you know, to be able to point to specifics and say, yes, there's more doctors right over here and more nurses right over there. But do you think that's going to be an important feature of this latest health deal between this province and the federal government? John, and that's the purpose of having the strings. It's so that people can see where the money is being spent, that it's not just getting used for surpluses or in reserves, padding reserves, but it actually is being pushed forward to the front lines of healthcare where it is needed. More nurses, more emergency rooms actually staying open so that people have access when and where they need it. And and this is particularly for rural and northern communities. I also like the emphasis <laughs> on children's mental health. I believe this is a crisis issue that we have to get out front of. And the federal government is right to say to the provinces, and I know Ontario is the fifth one to sign, if you spend this money on these priority areas, then then you'll you'll be able to access it. 
So the real question, uh, Jason, is do you think, do you personally think this is going to make a difference? Will we sit here in three years, because I think the deal is a three-year deal, and say, you know what, that money really made a difference because they took it and put it in the areas where it was needed and where they said they were going to do something? Uh, John, I'll take a risk on anything that makes our healthcare system better. I mean, people who listen to this radio station heard my story that in 2021, I sat around and watched my mother die. Uh, and part of that was because she went into the hospital. I ended up having uh, a multi-organ failure. And in the process of that was there on Easter weekend and the hospital came to a standstill. She was waiting on a simple MRI test. Uh, was unable to get it because it, the hospital just stops working. If you go in with a serious illness over a long weekend, you will die. That's what I've come out of this with. So anything that can possibly help our medical system, I am all for. Will this work? I don't know, but I'll take the gamble. Okay, well, and, and you're you're looking at this from a slightly different seat and a different perspective, and there's been more trouble, as often there is, when it comes to these kinds of deals where the federal government tries to put strings on things in the province of Quebec. Um, is that something that has been uh, a, a sort of a, a, a relevant consideration? Do you agree that the, the province has the responsibility? It's very clear in the Constitution, but the feds have the money. Uh, do you think they should be able to put some strings on and say, we're going to give you this money, but on the condition that you spend it on X, Y, and Z and not just have it disappear into the into the mist? I totally agree. There's something called the Canada Health Act, which is supposed to apply to the whole country, which is supposed to guarantee access and universality so that what Jason just described doesn't happen. So, But what's happened is the provinces take the money, they either sit on it, as mentioned earlier, and keep it for their big fat surpluses, or they just put it on roads or expanding highways or something ridiculous while people are sitting in emergency rooms or in ambulances in parking lots because they can't get into the ER. Like, I it's outrageous what's happened, and not just across in, in Ontario, but right across the country. The feds are throwing money at the healthcare system, and the provinces are taking it in bad faith. So that's got to change, and I think maybe the feds need to haul them up and find them for not taking the money and not spending it on what they're supposed to do with it, because it's become quite, it's a crisis right across the country, including here in Quebec. Like yeah, and I, can I just say, John, yeah, like, it's also, I mean, there's a gray tsunami coming with the aging population, oh and that's right going to add that. pressure to our health system. So we have to modernize, we have to innovate, we have to digitize. And, and that's where the federal government is saying to the provinces, we got to get going on this as well. We yeah. want data. We want to know what's going on. It's perfectly legitimate request. You know, the money's sitting on the table here in Quebec. We just had all the public sector workers on strike demanding better you know, conditions for teachers and nurses and health workers. And the province sat on its hands, barely gave them you know, a living wage. Like, it's quite outrageous what's happening. I want to move on to something a little lighter for a second and then back to some of the issues of the day, uh, including that story uh, from Montreal and about a, a teacher selling students' art for sale online. Pretty bizarre. But having said that, have any of you changed your plans or do you think your friends are? Because Tony Chapman, who I just had on, and he's a you know great expert when it comes to marketing and this kind of thing, and he said he believes there are going to be literally tens of millions more people watching the Super Bowl because of this whole Taylor Swift thing. And then in some respects, they'll be lucky if they remember what happened in the game. And there are cameras and installed in her box to every move will be cataloged and, and, and all this kind of thing. Uh, do any of you, are you aware of people who are saying, yeah, I'm going to tune in because of that? Because I just shake my head at the whole thing. But I mean, it's uh, it's good for the NFL, <laughs> I guess. You're shaking your head because you always watch. I grew up with three brothers. They always watch. But I only used to watch the halftime games. Now, yeah, me too. My yeah, five too. friends and I, we have made plans to watch everything because we want to see the 
this romance just unfolds. Oh my goodness, it's Mitzi, Taylor you? I mean, I'm Mitzi, sorry, I had such faith. Yes, I mean, no, you're I, not serious. You're not really. I'm totally serious. Oh my I'm God. I'm confessing this because we've already, we were watching the Grammys last week and we've already made plans to camp out on Sunday. So you're kind of hoping, I know, you know, the scene that always happens where the, in some kind of a, you know, remember in Pretty Woman, he sort of comes by in the limousine with the horn honking and she's up in the balcony and you're probably hoping that he goes running off the field if they win and goes climbing right up into the box and gives her a big yes. hug on television. That would There's be going to be a grand gesture, John. <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe you're telling me this. And I mean, are you aware, including yourself or any of your friends who are making changes in their likelihood to view or anything like that because of this? Well, I always watch the halftime show because I like to see who they snag to perform, right? Bruno Mars and Jennifer Lopez and... I don't know. What the heck? Why not? It's a kind of a feel-good story. Taylor Swift is an amazing phenomenon. That guy's a great football player. I don't know. It's, you know, it's just entertainment, and was, it's kind of cute. I was just thinking poor old Usher, Jason. You know, he's supposed to be the headliner. <laughs> he's going to be thinking to himself, I should have asked for a lot more money because I'm certainly not getting the attention that I should have got uh, because of Taylor Swift. Yeah, Usher was an interesting choice here, and guarantee they're going to have people guest in on him that aren't announced as of yet, because he's going to need a little bit more oomph to what he's doing at the halftime show. But this is perfect for the NFL. It's exactly what they wanted. The fact that the Kansas City Chiefs have really caught their stride in the postseason. They had a bumpy year. They did. But when it comes down to it, I mean, they're they're in their... They're catching their stride right here. They look, even though they're the underdogs, to me, they're the favorites going in. Kelsey's been playing great during the playoffs. You can't count out Mahomes here. This looks like a dynasty, and it looks like it's going to be a win. And the fact the NFL gets this afterwards, if here, here's a question for everybody out there. If something crazy were to happen, if there's an engagement, how do you buy an engagement ring for a billionaire? <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> definite first, Everyone, world, definite first world problems. I actually rock. don't really care, to be honest. But anyway, yeah. Like Mitzi probably has years. an answer to that. Well, okay, so you'll all be watching. And, for, and Mitzi, I mean, God, I have such respect for you. And I'm just thinking, oh, my goodness, you're actually into this whole thing. I, but anyway, that's all. Whatever makes uh, whatever makes people happy. Can it's I move fun, on? Fun. Well, it is fun. That's true. And we all need a little bit of joy these days with all the things that are going on. And can I can I move to this last fairly bizarre story? And I will start with you, Anne, because you're sort of there and maybe know more about this, but parents are justifiably upset at the whole notion, which does seem very bizarre, of a Montreal area teacher allegedly listing her students' art for sale online uh, and having prices like 150 bucks and this kind of thing. Um, what, what do you think should happen to this teacher? And do you think they're sharing the money with the students or just pocketing it? Well, I think it has to stop, and any money that's True been enough. generated should be should be shared with the artists who are the kids. I mean, it's pretty outrageous. I've never heard of such a scam. Like that's clearly what this is, at, at least at first at first glance. This is taking their art and putting it on coffee cups and uh, what? I mean, it's completely completely unacceptable. If in fact that's what it is, like they're saying it's alleged, but apparently the parents and the kids are outraged because they happen to trip over it online. Like. This is really not cool. It's a copyright violation. It's very disrespectful of the kids. Actually, without engaging in the scam, uh, Jason, I feel better about uh, my art collection, which I now call an <laughs> art collection because I have my grandchildren's art up on the wall. And I think, well, this could be worth serious money. So that makes me feel better about my overall <laughs> net worth. But it is quite a bizarre story, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, I looked at the article. I looked at the mugs. Who's buying this trash? <laughs> I mean, it's one thing. If uh, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, Jason. You should know. Grandkids' grand uh, art up on the fridge, that's fine. But for someone that is not related to buy this stuff, yeah. who, who wants this garbage? Who cares?
Yeah, yeah, you're a pro wrestling fan who watches that, and there'd be a lot of people saying, "Why would that intelligent, otherwise intelligent man be watching pro wrestling?" Good you, point. you and Robert Turner. <laughs> oh, I gave right. that up. Mitzi, what do you what what say you well, about this teacher? You've been the education minister. What would you be saying to yourself if somebody was asking you about this this morning in your former life? Yeah, and so my so my hat was different because you know I'm the, the former minister of education. I just sort of thought, why did this teacher do this? Because this could have been a brilliant lear experiential learning opportunity for students, and you know create yeah. this capacity in your classroom and involve your students and motivate them and show them good how point. to yeah. e-commerce. Yeah. And there's so much learning here, and yet it now is an ethics question. And I think that's really sad. So, well, enjoy the Super Bowl, Mitzi. You especially <laughs> with your I don't know whatever that was we just heard about. This. My five, five girlfriends. That's right. And you're going to, I guess after that, you'll have a little party and read some romance novels. And oh, well, never mind. I'm being terrible uh, to you, but have a lot of fun anyway. Everybody Texas. have fun over the weekend. Jason Agnew, Anne Lagasse Dowson, and Missy Hunter. Thank you for the roundtable round two. Catch the roundtable round one at 745, round two at 845. Weekday mornings on more in the morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.